Good morning. It's first thing Friday and time for the latest edition of Fix, my weekly newsletter. This is made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Enjoy. Fix Insider April 14th. New TV. This chart from Ampere conveys the homogenization of European media, dominated by US tech, other than in linear TV where legacy businesses still dominate, for now. As we mentioned last week the EU is preventing M&A where local firms can come together to fight GAFA so a change in dominance seems inevitable. Netflix are consolidating their power, with Betterad targeting rumored in the lead-up to their first TV upfront. Their content production is also seeing innovation. Asa new means of leveraging existing IP Netflix are planning an animated series based on Stranger Things. And desperately trying to find their place Warner announced Max Streaming, their umbrella brand for all their brands like HBO, TLC Cartoon Channel and more. It's the one to watch, Zaslav said, referencing the service's tagline, because we have so many of the world's iconic and globally recognized franchises. It's our superpower. The streaming platform is a service every member of the household can go to for entertainment, he added. With three price options, ads included for $9.99, ads free for $15.99 and 4K for $19.99 along with options for devices and downloads, are they reinventing the bundle? A major challenge is discovery. Switching HBO Max customers to Max streaming is simple but without the thumbnail do people remember where their favorite shows are? The neat lead on this issue with their headline. Succession and Dr. Pimple Popper together a new Warner streaming app. HTTPS colon slash slash twitter.com slash brandolf slash status slash 16463073801442631751 question mark s equals 20. Selling Netflix. But are we all being a little snobbish? This piece reminds us that most people don't watch Succession and Dr. Pimple Popper is, apparently, popular, and Max needs mass audience not niches. This same divide between how tech people spend their time and how civilians do may also explain why the huge success of the new Super Mario movie came as a surprise. Aren't cinemas supposed to be over? And don't people follow the, poor, reviews? Google are pricing their NFL Sunday ticket aggressively, encouraging people to sign up for YouTube TV to get the best prices. And the issue of latency is coming up more often, noting that YouTube was 54 seconds behind real life at the last Super Bowl. And this Publica exec talking about how TV ad breaks evolve to enable programmatic buys is interesting. The impact on customer experience is going to be a big issue here. AI. Another week another avalanche of content about AI. Before looking at the burgeoning use cases this FT piece is worth considering. The headline is we must slow down this race to godlike AI and the author asked a group of experts. How far away are we from artificial general intelligence? Aji can be defined in many ways but usually refers to a computer system capable of generating new scientific knowledge and performing any task that humans can. Most experts view the arrival of Aji as a historical and technological turning point, akin to the splitting of the atom or the invention of the printing press. The important question has always been how far away in the future this development might be. The AI researcher did not have to consider it for long. It's possible from now onwards, he replied. This YouTube video on creativity and AI from a couple of months ago gives us some context. It's quite positive as is this explanation of limitless creativity from ad fraud campaigner Augustine Fu, but he points out some of the problems. In the early days of mobile much product development was focused on the problems of fat fingers. Scrolling is much easier than clicking and pecking at links. Fu highlights a problem in AI, too many fingers. How many of the millions of photos it has been trained on of people with four fingers? All of them? 
If the AI can't deal with the fact humans have four fingers and a thumb should we worry too much? The long FT piece thinks we should. In the meantime we see uses of AI. In e-commerce. In search, as Google lean in. In marketing, from think with Google. To be more productive. Meta using it to make ads. Too much use in music say UMG, asking Spotify etc. to clamp down on AI music. And what about Apple? Updating iOS for the AI era, Apple has two choices, adapt or die. After AI, where will the jobs come from? Good take on a recent Goldman Sachs report. Lawyers seem safe for a while, at least the good ones. Barry Diller thinks publishers should sue over generative AI. The amount of destruction that took place at the beginning when it was declared a free media was enormous, he said. And I think that today is potentially analogous to that, which is if publishers do not say, you cannot scrape our content, you cannot take it, you cannot take it transformatively, to get to the keyword in fair use, you cannot take it and use it in real time to actually cannibalize everything. And if you think that won't happen, I think you're just being a fool. Merchant. A constant question when talking merchant media is about who is taking responsibility? That can be considered at an agency level, choosing whether to go specialist or see whether the media agency can add value. But before that there is the internal organizational issues, how does the newfound enthusiasm in the marketing team fit with the shopper marketing people? Summarizing a recent LiverAmp event this article considers the coming together of these two disciplines and reports most CPGs are in the process of amalgamation. It also mentions the rich history of a supermarket promotions and how green shield stamps shape the business. For all the talk of Shine and Temu, Zara still shapes high street fashion and this FT interview with the chair Marta Ortega Perez, daughter of the Inditex founder, is insightful, especially when asked about the new competitors. At a time when consumers are more price sensitive than ever, Ortega Perez is well aware of competitors such as Shine. But she is reluctant to draw parallels between Inditex and the Chinese fast fashion giant. Fast fashion suggests a compromise to quality, which is completely the opposite of what we look for, she says. More than 40% of the people that work in the team are just dedicated to the product. We have more than 250 designers at Zara, the same with pattern makers. We still do the patterns. We do fittings on real models. More background on why L'Oreal bought Aesop. Four things DTC founder wish they knew before entering retail stores, ad, age. When it comes to online reviews, a three-star rating is bad. You can read the news TikTok is pushing creators to promote TikTok shops in two ways. First, they are struggling to make social commerce work. Or, more positively, they are persevering with social commerce and looking for ways to make it work. If you think how well TikTok leveraged creators to drive Lemonade downloads, there is some promise here. Ad, tech. The latest French regulates focus on the ad markets as Apple in its sites. And it could cause problems when, if, Apple launched their own ad products. Apple's app tracking changes did not adequately adhere to European Union privacy rules and that Apple failed to hold itself to the same ad targeting standards that it forced on its competitors because it targeted iOS users with ads from app tracking data. Interesting wrinkle on this is Apple just found a loophole that allowed cookies to be mapped in a way that looked like they had first-party data, even when that was not the case. It's quite niche, using CNAME and it's likely few exploited this but it shows how complicated the space is. The latest policy changes at the trade desk underline, this with quite arcane changes to how they trade and the supply paths chosen. Competitors are upset. There's not a lot of clarity on how a path gets prioritized but from what I can gather the trade desk's bidding algorithms seem to favor those paths to add inventory that have a low take rate including its own, 
said one ad tech exec who traded anonymity for candor on what little clarity they've been able to get into how the trade desk spends its ad dollars. This essentially means I may have to handicap my margin to compete, which will drive down my revenue and potentially challenge my business. The IAB and PwC conclude advertising did grow in 2022, but at a slower pace, up 11% versus a rise of 35% seen in 2021. The rise in 2020 was 12% so you could argue this is more normalization. The study notes a shift in money to retail media and NUTF. A good interview with the VP of Advertising at Uber gets into how these new opportunities are winning budget. Uber have two divisions and two opportunities. The Eats app attracts spend from restaurants on the platform and have developed closed-loop attribution. They also get spend from CPGs driving sales through the grocery delivery service Uber offers. And then you have the mobility business with long dwell times when traveling and here they are using location and destination, whilst thinking about how they can use in-car tablets to create more inventory. Really worth reading. Another growing at business is LinkedIn, with a global run rate approaching $5 billion and the drum interview one of their top people. Times are tough in ad tech, our friends at Permutive are laying people off. Marketers are using data clean rooms in more advanced ways, OMD's Sebastian Hernu. And the latest Luma report is out, looking at Q1. Always essential reading. TikTok. Why every app now feels like TikTok, but worse, algorithmic videos are killing social media. This LinkedIn post looks at the the TikTok recommender system, widely regarded as one of the best in the world at the scale it operates at. In the latest good TikTok creative newsletter we look at Calvin Klein. Plus plus. Interesting LinkedIn post on how to read faster, this type of brain hacking is underused in ads. Tracy Follows is one of the smartest thinkers about the future and this piece on true brain hacking is fascinating. A new era of search, work. According to the Ehrenberg-based crowd, loyal customers are a very small proportion of your base and therefore not a great source of brand growth right? Then why do so many companies run loyalty programs? This is a great interview on loyalty schemes, so much to learn here. People are sick and tired of all their subscriptions, Wall Street Journal. Amazon and Google told to let UK radio stations stream on smart speakers, FT. Interview with co-founder of the Grab Super app, Morgan Stanley. Great example of R from Tiffany and Snap.